everybody. I'm Maya. I'm Melissa. And I'm Olivia. And we're here to take you back to your your twilight phase. That was so bad. It's been so long <laughs> since been we've so been long. here. Uh, listeners, you thought we left you. Thanks for coming back. Thanks we for coming back. An unintentionally suspenseful final season. You know, know. like you just never know when we're going to be back. You're waiting for the end of the story. Not that this is our final season. It's not. There will be more. It's not. But it is like a sort of. It is the end of an era, for sure. I know. Uh, But here we are. Uh, Listen, a lot has happened. A lot. These last few weeks. Okay uh primarily in my opinion i got laid off uh, i do think you win <laughs> um in terms of a lot happening oh, yeah. um i've been out of town for three weeks and like three days into that i got laid off from my job uh well, were you like right in a hot out. tub did you say i was on a boat you were on a boat, on a boat. i was on a boat and I was in my bathing suit, and then we like pulled in to whatever the marina or whatever it's called, whatever the boat word is called. And I had missed calls from my boss's boss, and I was like, mm, oh, "Seems good. bad, seems bad." Uh, and then I was like was. too stressed out to wait, so I just called her back like from the lawn of the marina in my bathing suit. It was a video call. Uh, she was on video. I did not okay. turn my video on. Okay. <laughs> because if you weren't getting laid off, that might have done it. <laughs> you know? Lol. You were on vacation. Yeah, I was on vacation. I was double on vacation. I was on vacation and had last minute taken that day off to go on the boat. I was supposed to be working remotely. And then I was like, nah, I'm going to take a boat day. I, I feel off. like at least when you got laid off, you looked hot. Yeah. <laughs> We know that's true. Thanks, Maya. Yeah, I appreciate that. That matters. Uh, yeah, so it's been a it's been a weird few weeks. I mean, I'm in a place now where, like, I can laugh about this story. Uh, <laughs> it's great, Olivia. <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what my plan is. I don't. My, my okay. plan is to do all the editing on this podcast for a while. Yeah, listeners, um, speaking of editing, I know that we have some, some, you know, hopeful writers out there. If anyone would like to hire Olivia to freelance yeah, uh, edit or consult, please contact us the... at twilightfacepodcast at gmail.com. We'll send, we'll send my rates. Yeah, she'll send her rates. This isn't a joke. Um, it sounds like a joke, help, but it's really yes, not. She needs money. <laughs> also relevant if you've ever considered signing up for our patreon now is also the time to do that yeah we i said know we, we were said gonna... we were gonna stop the patreon but now we're not yeah now but now not. i convinced them to just not do that <laughs> i mean it didn't take much convincing you got laid off and very quickly like, what are we gonna like, what are we gonna be like i mean i was like no. i'll do all the work like all it will take is your time actually recording the bonus episodes and it worked so yeah, we're gonna keep doing that. We're late. We're still yeah. late. Yep. Yeah. But we'll, but we're gonna do it. But we're Olivia got laid it. off, so we can't be so, mad. Shut the fuck up. Shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> I w- 
would like to remind everyone that we are coming back for a full season. We're rereading Twilight. It's it is so excited. Fun. It is the only thing keeping me interested in Breaking Dawn right now. There's only like, two episodes left. To be honest. Two uh, left. Fuck this book. But We're so I'm close so to pumped to go to Twilight again. I'm so excited for great. Twilight. It's going to be great. Yeah, It's going to be amazing. Uh, not to pull focus from Olivia. <laughs> oh, go ahead. What are your guys' updates? <laughs> yeah, I just, I also have had a lot going on. Uh, and it's been really fun. Uh, <laughs> has it been really fun, Mark? Wow. Yeah, the stuff I've been in. doing has been great. Um, I do. Olivia. I mean, I'll throw in. I, w- I did also go to the beach for a week. So, like, that's great, you know, too. I did fun things also besides getting laid off. Besides getting fired. Uh, Scott and I went to northern Michigan. It was the northern lower peninsula. Uh, oh, northern lower peninsula. was okay. unbelievable. Wow. It was so good. You guys, listeners, you need to go there in the summer. It's so nice. The most beautiful, crystal clear blue waters of Lake Michigan. Not even that cold. Wildflowers everywhere. Happy dogs frolicking. I was like riding bikes and laughing and flipping my hair (laughs) like I was in a Tampax commercial. Wow. Wow. It was unbelievable. And this is the highest praise that I can give. So we, we like hung out with Scott's mom. We like beached, explored, whatever for a few days. And then we checked and camped. And then we checked into an Airbnb to work from Michigan for a few days. And when I sat down to like go back to work and like dig through my inbox, whatever, I felt no sense of dread. I felt no fear. I was like, nothing in here can hurt me. I felt truly and fully refreshed. And you've and been to, like, work. Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. It well, was... Wow, Michigan's better than Switzerland? Wow. I mean, I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> but in terms of, like, me feeling refreshed and ready to okay. work, you know. Okay, I'd love to hear that. Um, yeah, it was, like, were... better than being at my house. Yeah, you were not well, the first sure. person to tell me that Michigan is beautiful. And I'm like, what does that mean? It's like, more than that. Michigan? Yeah. <laughs> It was so great. But then after that, we went to Cincinnati for a few days and saw friends and family, and that Cincinnati. was so fun. Then we went to Indianapolis, uh, where some friends, you know what, this part isn't that interesting, but then we spent a few <laughs> days in Indianapolis, and it was really lovely. <laughs> it was awesome. John and... Green is always evangelizing yeah. about Indianapolis. Yeah. Listen, Look, I it's lived like in a perfectly fine city. It's fine. Yeah. <laughs> it's not as good as he says. Don't tell John Green that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's just fine. not as good as he says, but it, it is a good city. Uh, you know, it's fine. Um, anyway, I'm back, and I have to tell the listeners a story. I got back on Sunday. Uh, t- yesterday was Wednesday, and I had a work event. Oh, I never want to go to work events. I mean, that's not true. Sometimes I want to go, but, like, you know, I was tired. We'd been traveling, whatever. But I needed to go to this event, so I did. And... There was this girl in the lobby of the office building. She had an amazing shirt on and a super cute tote bag. There was a duck with little feet hanging off the bottom. And I said, girl, I want to buy that shirt off of you. I love that shirt. <laughs> she was like, thanks so but much. But like less creepy than that, I'm sure. 
I don't know that it was less creepy than that. It was, <laughs> I think that's pretty accurate. Uh, we go upstairs. The party's really fun. You know, the vibes, it's great. I'm talking to a bunch of people about this podcast, and I'm saying, you know, like, what it is, how long it's been running, blah, blah, blah. That conversation ends. All those people leave. This, a coworker of mine comes over. She brings the girl with the shirt, and she says, oh, Maya, I really wanted to introduce you to my friend. She's a big fan of your podcast. <gasps> One, We've never met cool. a fan in the wild. IRL in the wild. Imagine how cool I would have felt if that had happened during that conversation when I was talking about the podcast. It uh, would have been amazing, but still, I felt really cool. Still amazing. Her name's Abby. We're going to put Hi, her Abby. on the Instagram because I took a photo with her. And you guys, she is, one, so cool. Two, she's an amazing and talented illustrator. Uh, I looked her up after that, and she did the illustrations for Hamsters Make Terrible Roommates, which was a picture book that I found just, like, incredibly charming and really fun. It's a cute book. Written by Cheryl Klein. So you all need to go buy Abby's books, or else I'm going to kick your butts. Wow. That's all. Those are my updates. Wow, I can't believe we have real fans. Yeah, I loved meeting you. That's so weird. And I want to be friends. That's That's wild. So exciting. Melissa, do you have updates? Um, do I have any updates? Not really. Listeners, my update is that I'm just world-weary at this point and uh, burnt out. And so I'm not doing a lot, and it feels like a lot. But, it's really hard to recover from burnout. Yes, but this podcast and this time with my friends is helping. Oh, Yay. You also had a life-changing tarot reading. Oh my god! Like you don't I have to did. share deets, but like you did. I did. I had my tarot cards read by um, a really cool witch bitch, and um, it was like an hour long. And she like read me for filth, and it, like is psychic. And I don't know. It fucking changed my life, and uh, I'm I'm already a different person. So, if you yeah, too are you would like to be read for filth. <laughs> Look up Bakara Wintner. Actually, <laughs> don't. If you would like to be read for filth, Olivia also reads tarot. <laughs> <laughs> Please contact us at twilightfacepodcast.gmail.com and she will let you know her rates. Wow, I should just, like, fuck job searching. Right, I'll just, just hire Maya. Yeah. Just hire Maya. <laughs> Actually, I would do it for free. You can't hire me right now. You don't have a job. Aww, <laughs> And I'm a good friend, so. (laughs) Wow. And that's what's up. I'm I'm excited. I've been, like, waiting to come back. Yeah. I mean, I really don't want to, like, finish this book. But, like, I like talking about it. (laughs) Do you mean you don't want to finish this book in the sense of, like, you don't want to read the last two chapters? Yeah, I don't, like, don't want to read it. Oh, I was like, I'm pretty sure it's the opposite. I'm pretty sure you do really want to finish this book. <laughs> right, I want to finish it so that it's, like, over. You want but like, to if I have had, finished this I want, book. yeah, I want, on, if I could, I just would stop reading it, you know? Okay, but we have two chapters. Left. I know, which is why I'm saying I would love to not read it, but I have read it. Whose turn is it? Who's to say? <laughs> Who the fuck do we know? <laughs> Whose turn is it? Well, I'm unemployed, so I don't think I should have to do it. Wow. 
<laughs> okay. Yes! Beautiful. <laughs> Chapter 38. Power. Um, I, like, already forget. So, the Voltori... I read this, like, four hours ago. Uh, the Voltori are trying to to breach Bella's shield, but the shield is too powerful. Um, Alec tries, his gift is slower than Jane's, and it's like just ever so faintly visible. It's like a weird mist that crosses the the divide. Uh, and because it's visible, it reveals the shape of Bella's shield, uh, which is- Convenient plot point. Yeah, which, you know, is interesting. That's neat. Um, Aro, since he can now see Bella's shield, he's kind of like, huh, huh. Well, this did get away from me a little bit. Okay. Um, and everyone on the Cullen side is like, good job, Bella. And I was like, thanks, I'm doing good. Um, and the they then, like, decide who is going to attack who. Like, the Cullens are, like, whispering each other. Like, Kate's like, Jane's mine. And Tanya wants to kill Caius. They're kind of strategizing. And right after that, Aro's like, all right, well, time for the Volturi to vote. And Caius is like, let's kill. Let's kill. Let's do it. <laughs> uh, doesn't miss a beat. He's like, the child is an unknown quantity. It must be destroyed. And Marcus is like, I don't feel like it. Like, I'd rather go home, honestly. <laughs> but I don't care. And Aro's like, I guess it's up to me. And Edward gets excited. And he's like, Aro, can I lead you into a verbal trap, perhaps? <laughs> so you're saying that if we could know Renesmee's future and know that there is no danger, then, like, you wouldn't have to fight us. And Aro's like, well, yeah, of course. But, like, we can't know. And Edward's like, okay, but if we could, if we could know for sure... Like, we wouldn't need to do this. And Aro's like, his, Aro's voice is getting higher and higher as he <laughs> speaks. And he's like, okay, well, technically, but, like, we can't. And Edward's like, all right, but theoretically. And Aro's <laughs> like, okay. And Edward's like, I have more evidence to offer. Alice? Alice comes running out of the forest <laughs> with these two other people with her. Everyone is going Alice. 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 It's like in Annie when they sing, we've got Annie. And they like do that. It's like, we've got Alice. Um, everyone is so happy. Who Alice has with her? Two people. One, an Amazon. Was three. Oh, sorry. It's three. It's three. I don't know how to count. Um, actually, I was just making it up, but it's actually three. One <laughs> is like another Amazon woman who looks like the other Amazon vampires except like even more feline and feral basically um and one like a young man who has a heartbeat <laughs> but can keep up with the vampires in <laughs> and then like a younger smaller woman um and Vampire. they reveal that this dude how do we say his name i really should have looked that up i apologize nahuel 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 this dude, Nahuel, is a half-vampire because there's this vampire dude running through the Amazon creating as many half-babies as possible because he thinks that he's like a scientist. Oh my god, there's a bug. Get out of here. Disrespectful. Oh my god, hang on. I'm sorry. Oh! Ah! 
disrespectful. Uh, but anyway, he thinks he's like a mad vampire scientist trying to create a super race. Um, and so Caius is like, okay, sick. Let's clean this up and then go kill them too. Perfect. Uh, and Aro's like, actually, this is like really sick and kind of cool. Uh, Nahuel, when did you reach maturity? And he was like, when I was like seven years old. And he's like, and you're 150 now? And you show no signs of, like, slowing down or aging. And Nahuel's like, nah, I'm good. Uh, and Aro's like... Oh, and Nahuel has sisters, by the way. Um, and Aro's like, alright, well, I vote that we don't fight the Cullens. Because this is interesting. <laughs> uh, so I'm ready to just kind of peace out and just think about what I've learned. Carlisle, I hope we can still be friends. And Carlisle's like, I would like for you to leave. Uh, and Aro is like, well, when you get over this, I look forward to our friendship continuing. And Carlisle's like, well, I hope in the future you'll act like a friend. It's like the harshest we ever hear Carlisle be. Um, and then everybody cheers because the Voltori are leaving, except for the Romanians who are like, man, we wanted to fight. And now everything's happy. They won. Yeah. Correct. Hooray. Yeah, I think you got um, everything. I'll give you a 9.5 because the only thing that you forgot yes. is that Benjamin just casually creates a deep crevasse in between crevasse. the two camps. <laughs> yeah, you're right. But I didn't. Everyone didn't else's that. powers were ineffectual except for Bella's. Yeah. Um, yeah. Bella's but, the only one who did anything. Yeah, I give you a 9. Thanks. I'll take it. Um. This chapter felt so anticlimactic to me. Yeah, this is the climax of the this book. Is this is the it. climax, and it's this not climactic. And it's more really. conversations. Yeah. It, it's even, it's like, more, mono, like more long talking. monologue. Yeah, more Because we have to, like, get the story of right. Nahuel and, like, how he came to be. Right. Just, like, the, the whole thing is solved by, like, a story that none of us could have known about ahead of time, and it's just dropped. Right. Yeah, in front of us, and they're like, "There, so we're good." And you're like, "Oh, okay, I guess we're good." And this, Stop. like, there's stuff going on, so we haven't dealt with the like, why did this have to be a secret the whole time? Right. Sort of I would love to talk about that. <laughs> I guess it's why? not time yet. <laughs> That's next chapter, apparently. It is truly baffling because right now, like, because the chapter ends and everyone's like cheering and happy and like. I, I'm like, what? Oh, okay. That's just, it? That's it? We have this conversation as editors quite often with authors where we explain to them that events need to occur in your book. <laughs> and, like, it really does That sounds sound... cruel, but it is harder than it sounds. Yeah, it's a lot harder than it sounds. But it's like, if you, if you think about, like, okay, I want to tell a story... You're thinking about, like, the the growth of the character, you know? Like, you're imagining conversations that they're going to have. Or at least for a lot of people, this is how it goes. And then the manuscript gets written, and it's, like, all conversations. Mm-hmm. And not that much actually mm-hmm. happens. Or the opposite. Yeah. But yeah, you gotta have in the parts I edit, it's the first one. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like, saying, it's, like... I was I I want to be taken on a journey. I don't want to have the solution 
to the whole book just plopped down right in front of me. Yeah. Let's, let's, let's have a, let's see something happen. Right? Like, literally, I, I don't, I didn't remember the end of this book at all. The only thing I remembered is that scene in the movie that everyone would show me where they all die and it turns out to be Alice's vision. And so I did think that Alice's visions were going to play a bigger part. Um, Not at all. No, they just made that up. Yeah, they just made that up completely. Which honestly, I think is a great story move. (laughs) Because there's no climax. There's no climax. So they had to create one. They had to create one. And honestly, I I think they did a great job with what they were given. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Truly, Alice just appears out of nowhere and she just has the answer and this person that she found. And I don't know. I, I, I think because of the whole climax being created like I did assume that there was still gonna be like something like some kind of I don't know like Aro realizing that he like I don't even know what I'm trying to say like Caius going rogue yeah I came for a fight right well they already did that like they already killed Irina yeah but that was that was just like a weird flash in the pan yeah flash that was a blink yeah, they, they could have made that bigger. But, yeah. like, if they decided to kill Irina later, and then Tanya and Kate couldn't be held back, and, like, then it yeah. does start a fight. And, and then maybe they fight for a while, and then Alice's arrival shocks everyone into, like, pausing, and then they, like, say what they have to say. Then at least, like, stuff would be happening. Right. Yeah. But literally nothing happens besides talking. And, well, the thing that happens is that Bella's power does help, but it's in a very, like, slow way. Right. Like, and especially because her power is making things not happen, <laughs> then Bella succeeding <laughs> means that nothing Nothing happens, is happening. <laughs> which is pretty boring. It's a, and a even really... Bella is like, wow, I really wish that I wasn't I the most fight. helpful by standing still right yeah. here. Because I would rather fight somebody, but I'm the most useful if I just stand here. It's a really beautiful example of how sometimes authors write themselves into corners. You just write yourself into a box, you know? Yeah. It's pretty rough. And then you go, huh. <laughs> huh. Okay. Okay. It happens. Because, yeah, like, you know, there's just, like, and it's kind of too easy. Like, I don't know, everybody is trying to do stuff through the shield nobody runs at them physically which her shield cannot protect against that just doesn't happen so there's just like some weird stabby stabbies which she says are not painful but not pleasant and i feel like it's too easy in the sense of like the big bad vampire villain show up nobody everything nobody dies besides irena who we don't actually care about as readers right right like we don't know her like this is a big cast yeah and this is a book about vampires what if nobody we care about dies what if i don't know exactly how this would work but what if the collins had to like sacrifice somebody like trade someone to aro like we promise if aro was like well how do i know that 
Renesmee isn't going to become a threat? How do I know you're not going to, like, right. steal her away and we you won't need, be able like, to insurance. find her in the future? Yeah. Like, you have to give me somebody with a power that I know you wouldn't be able to just, like, give up from your family. So we'll always be able to find you to check mm. up on Renesmee. And then, like, they wouldn't have to die, but they would, like, <clears throat> have to go with them. Right. Yeah, and there'd be, you know, like, a major Interesting. dilemma. I was also just thinking that, okay, I, I like, sort of was like, oh, we'll talk about that next week. But, like, okay, why did Alice have to go on this secret mission? Truly no idea at this point. I think the only reasonable answer is, like, Aro knowing things. But I Bella's agree. the only one whose mind Aro can't read. So Bella could have been doing way more secret cool shit right. this whole time. This like, whole why time. didn't Bella go on that mission to find another baby bella can't do it she must must be with her child (laughs) which you know is all she does all day even her child and like (laughs) i don't know bella's power being like a secret was like such a thing and then in this chapter it was like Otto probably already figured out that my power had progressed farther than he'd seen in edward so i just like smiled at jane and i was just like I thought that this being a secret was the only was reason important. anything happened. <laughs> yeah. And it was like they started divvying up opponents, like standing right there across the field. I'm like, maybe you could have had this conversation yesterday. And like, I, yeah, I yeah. guess that Aura would have known your whole plan, but like he knows your whole plan right now. Yeah, he knows you're saying it. it out loud. Right. I just they... I, I mean, this is another Stephanie writing herself into a corner thing because she's like, okay, if you as a vampire can hear cars going by on the highway miles and miles away, then you as a vampire can hear somebody muttering like a hundred yards away. Yes. Like, it doesn't, it doesn't track, but she acts like they're far enough apart that they can't hear that everything hear that each well, side they can is saying. ostensibly talk quiet enough that no one that far Maybe. away could hear. I don't think so. Because <laughs> they're vampires. Thought about that. They have the like, special like ability a... to talk as quietly as... <laughs> as quietly as... I feel like there's just a lower bound. Possible. <laughs> you know, where it goes from your vocal cords to just just air, just They whispering. have special vocal cords and special air. <laughs> I disagree. <laughs> I mean, that's true, they do, but I think Stephanie just was like, mm, it's fine, don't worry about it. Yeah, whatever, don't worry about it. Uh, and I mean, also so convenient that this, you know, 150-year-old young guy shows up and is like, listen, now you also don't have to worry about your baby dying, like, in a year. <laughs> yeah, What? and this whole Jacob thing pissed me off because I was like, it wouldn't be great for Nahuel as a 150-year-old to look at a baby and be like, perhaps one day this could be my mate. It wouldn't be great. However, a perhaps one day maybe is so much better than, like, the certainty of imprinting. Oh, yeah. Because if I'm Nahuel and every other half-vampire I've ever met has been my sister, <laughs> I yeah, he seems interested. Be- he seems yeah, intrigued. I would kind of be like, 100%. all right, that's that's like a neat possibility for a long time from now. But instead, 
we we can't even leave that up to maybe that'll happen because fucking Jacob imprinted on her. It's so annoying. I also want to talk about how it makes no sense to me that he reaches maturity after seven At years seven and then, and then chills forever. And then never changes. That and makes I'm, no I'm sense. I'm fully aware that I'm saying this about a half vampire fantastical <laughs> thing that doesn't exist, but it doesn't, doesn't matter. make sense. It doesn't make sense. You know, it doesn't follow a single pattern of biology that no. exists. You want to know what just falls into the sense. same category for me that I think about sometimes? What? When people say they see ghosts, why are the ghosts wearing clothes? <laughs> <laughs> like, it doesn't make sense. Okay, wait. Um, the only explanation... Here's an explanation for that. Oh my which God. is the type of... The very specific type of ghost that gets trapped in a certain moment of its life. You know, like the kind of ghost that is like reliving the moment of over its death over. over and over again. Because then it's like a person in a moment. But I if it's know, just though. like essence of a human, generally speaking, hanging around, you have a great point. <laughs> yeah, why are they close? I don't know. And like, what age are they? What if I don't want, what if I don't want to be walking Yeah, and naked? sometimes it's like you, if I people manifest... say they see ghosts, it's not the ghost of the age of the person that they die when they died you know i guess it usually is i wouldn't necessarily say that you know i feel like we should read the mediator series i that would be really fun <laughs> i i read a couple of them and they were really enjoyable uh by meg cabot listeners look it up by oh, meg cabot. Uh. um but anyway, it doesn't make any sense doesn't that make any sense. they, like, hyper-grow to maturity in seven years, and then 143 Chill. years right. later, he's exactly the same. Yeah. yeah. What the fuck? I don't fuck? get it. I don't get it. And, uh, and so now Bella and Edward are like, oh my god, we're going to be together forever. That's also, like, it's not really, it, like, it doesn't read half-immortal, it reads extra-immortal. Yeah. It's like you get to be born and grow up, but well, extra I... fast, and then be immortal that's at a, an... like, we whatever, conversation. like, age that you hit puberty at. I, I, being a half vampire is the thing to be. Yeah, they get to better. sleep, they get to eat food, they get to be yeah, beautiful. Oh yeah. he, he says he can eat anything. He can eat yeah. blood or he can eat food. It's all chill. Yeah. He's still beautiful. He's still really fast. He's still perfect. But also, he can just live a regular old life. Like, and I feel like Stephanie could have avoided this if she was like, ah, uh, yes, uh, at seven, what's the the father's name? Joham or something? Yeah, Johan. Johan. Joham? If she was like, oh, yeah. Yoham showed up when I was about seven to check on my progress, saw that I had reached maturity, and bit me, oh, and I stopped turned. growing. Like, Ooh, like maybe if you're already a so happy, it doesn't turned. fully turn you, but it just like stunts you, you become unchanging. You know. It's so that? interesting hearing Very the nice. helicopter come from my end to oh, it's a over end. to my place. <laughs> um, I I was just thinking like maybe hitting puberty could like be a thing that would make sense. Like maybe you like grow up until you hit puberty, and then something about puberty 
Makes that you into like a fuller though. vampire. <laughs> like you're stuck at twelve. But then you'd be stuck at yeah, at like whatever. It's way worse. Thirteen, fourteen. Way worse. Yeah. Horrible. Well, but well, like, maybe the puberty turns you into a full vampire. So you're sort of like okay, maybe mid-teen. Like instead of like vampire, like puber, like human puberty body changes. It's like your skin gets vampire. a little you more sparkly. It gets a little sparkly. <laughs> yeah, that's fun. That is so much more fun than what is given to us, yeah. which is just, it's solved. They don't yeah, have to worry about it. make it a little less neat, you it know? It would feel slightly more biological and a lot less totally random based on absolutely nothing. Nothing. Yeah. Yeah, and this is too have, neat. Like, a little sense of, like, well, we hope it works for Renesme. You know, it's not, like, fully wrapped up, but they can be like, okay, when Renesmee decides that she's ready to stop growing, we can bite her and hope that it works. And instead, they're just like, wow, we're going to be together forever. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm like, how did this wrap up? Sacrifice on our part. Yeah! I'm like, what the (laughs) fuck? (laughs) It's not what you would think from a story, but they are more satisfying when the characters don't get everything that they yes, want. Yes, that's You would feel true. like as a viewer, you want, like, every happy ending, every moment of triumph, everything works out perfectly, and that's what's going to feel most satisfying. Like, because when you're not... watching, that's what you want. You want it to all work out. But, like, stories are actually better when the characters don't get everything. Yeah, like, for instance, one of the biggest you know, like, story phenomena in our recent history is Game of Thrones, which was famous Everybody for actually dies. killing people. Like, everyone got into it because there was actually was a chance so, that somebody right, you liked so would die. Right? And, like, you were invested because of it. You're like, oh because my god. you knew god. that something might actually someone die. might actually die. <laughs> yeah. I can't relate to that because I didn't watch Game of Thrones. Um... But like, well, the it good was a place, perfect example. To it was a perfect. I completely example. believe you. <laughs> uh, if you think of like the good place, I feel like they explored the this place, in a yeah, beautiful way. Yes. Skip ahead if you haven't seen it. But if you haven't, like, why haven't you? Like, yeah. go catch up. You know, that's not my responsibility. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> so, I feel like I'm being really like antagonizing towards the listeners today. I'm into um, it. But in the final season of The Good Place, they finally get to real heaven, and very quickly, they're like, oh, when everything works out perfectly, it's not satisfying. Real heaven gets old quick. Yeah, they turn into, like, goo piles, essentially. Yeah. (laughs) And then it ends with them, like, kind of recreating death in heaven, uh, where characters can choose to move on, and you don't know exactly what's going to happen to them, but you think they're going to be okay, and that just, you know, their spirits or their energy or whatever will mm-hmm. be at peace. That's just, like, what you kind of mm-hmm. hope happens. But you don't have full, utter certainty. And it's beautiful. It's a wonderful ending. You gotta, you gotta give the, the reader or the viewer, like, a, a little bit of something not perfect to yeah. make the ending good that was like a, that's like a running theme of the show too they're like listen y'all we're gonna die and we're all a little sad about it but like that's what makes life meaningful yeah why didn't stephanie meyer just watch the, watch good, place the good place in 2009 when she yeah. published this book yeah <laughs> stupid what a mistake stupid. yeah missed opportunity 
I feel like it's just like a lack of care, you know? Yeah. No, I think it's, I think it's a, I think it's like a viewpoint that is incorrect. <laughs> like, I, no, I think not... she really did want to write a book that's like really perfect and aspirational and exactly what she wanted. No, I meant she didn't watch The Good Place in 2009 because she just didn't care enough about making a good book. <laughs> I mean, I also agree My with apologies. Olivia's point, though. <laughs> so, like, she tried to make it too perfect. Right. What Weren't we just talking about this? The authors are very into the ideas of their books. I do think it's worth noting that this is a romance. And romance as a genre, by definition, has a happily ever after. Happy ending. Yeah. And the next chapter is literally called the happily ever after. But even so... I can't begrudge her. Yeah. It's not that the ending is happy. It's that it's too neat. So neat. Yeah. You can have a happy ending and still have some sad things. Yeah. (laughs) Bella really hasn't sacrificed anything. Even the things that she's sacrificed... Are not treated in the narrative like sacrifice. Like, she's yeah. sacrificed being with her parents. Except not, because Charlie not. is just, like, around. Yeah. Right. It was, it was she sacrificed not a seeing problem. Renee, but she's just like, she yeah, whatever. Care. Yeah, whatever. It was, the sacrifices were made and not sacrifices, because Stephanie didn't want Bella to have to sacrifice anything. And as we discussed at the beginning of this book, a true sacrifice... That Bella did give up was like going to college and having yeah. those experiences yes. as a human, yeah. and like that would have been really interesting because she was so ready to stay human and go do that. But then, as soon as she has Renesme, it just right, like takes over her bad. life and none of that matters anymore, which like, is oh, understandable. Is like I get it. I too would have other things on my mind, <laughs> but yeah, it like doesn't even but, feel like, like a sacrifice. You know, maybe anymore. next she week. After this happens, she'll be like, oh, I guess I'll never have, like, human college. Yeah. Yeah, I'm but she's going to be a too... mom for the rest of my life. Yeah, she's Sounds not going to care, <laughs> She's like, what I got is way better. Uh, Can you imagine just, like, being a mom for ever? For eternity. For eternity. I think that's I'd what it be is. Like, dude, grow up. I mean, yeah. Like, get out. <laughs> grow up and get out. They don't. What? They don't family like that, though. That's you don't. You never know, though. Here's here's one of the many reasons I don't care to be a mother. You never know what's going to happen. So there's okay, always a possibility. I don't. I don't want to like cast judgment on people who like parent in particular ways their whole life. I'm saying eternity, though eternity right you know oh, yeah. eternity this... is a step beyond even that yeah fair enough this at falls least into a human the lifespan same... you can die this is falls into the same <laughs> camp of like the cullens deciding to live together to live in together. the same house like just don't what if you just, just don't live do together what if you just all had independent <laughs> lives sometimes and it doesn't have to be always maybe maybe your family vacations are, you know, one year out of every decade. You do the right. family vacation style. We all live in the same house. We all have a good time together. We spend time together. And then for nine years out of the ten, you go do your own things. I think the, like, perfect compromise would be they live on, like, a compound. Yes. They own a bunch of property. They each have their homes. Yeah. 
they're around, they gather, there's like a central space where they love to spend time together. Maybe they all share one like giant garage for other cars, you know? <laughs> like there's like a hangout space. But then also, if you want to go out of town... It doesn't matter. Yeah, nobody is, like, watching you pack up your suitcases and bringing them downstairs being like, where are you going? (laughs) Like, you're not, like, surveilled. Yeah, you're not listening to everyone have sex all the time. Yeah. Yeah. God. Like, bare minimum, get, like, a cul-de-sac, you know? (laughs) cul-de-sac. And, like, Renesmee has very good hearing. So, like, she also gonna be hearing all that yeah. shit. And, like, as a child, oh, I'd be that pissed. would scar you, you know? I'd be like, Bella, I cannot believe you brought a child into this vampire <laughs> sex fest. Now we all have to, like, abstain in the home. Actually, you know what? That's why Esme gave her a house. Esme was like, you take that baby out of here. Yeah, the That's baby has to listen to just you have a bunch of sex, not all of us. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I thought about something, and I actually want to take back one thing I said, even though Bella doesn't see it this way. She does, it's not a perfect, perfect ending, because she does have to spend the rest of her life around Jacob. Um, <laughs> oh, she's happy about it. That's not a sacrifice but, either. Yeah, within the, you know, narrative, it's not a sacrifice, yeah. but to not me not. as a reader... I'm like, okay, that's a little little thorn in the side. But like, sure, but all the sacrifices are not actually sacrifices. That's right, exactly. Exactly. Right. Just conveniently, she has no beef with Jacob, Jacob anymore. All tension has been snapped. Right. She even calls her Nessie. Yeah, and, yeah, and like, she's like, God oh, damn it. <laughs> and she's so down for Jacob to marry her daughter now. Like, so she down. really got over that. Yeah, she got over it so fast. And it's like, is that going to be seven years from now? <laughs> when she's at maturity. Yeah, like the moment she stops growing, are you going to fit her for a wedding dress? Ugh. I mean, I mean hopefully it'll be up to Renesmee, but, so. but it's, you know, like consent in this situation is hazy, as we've already discussed. Yeah. It's, it's, it's very hazy. <laughs> it's dark. It's dark. Alice is finally back. Yeah. She doesn't really say anything. She doesn't do, like, anything. She's just like, hey, I brought these people. She just brings the people. Um, and then right at the end, she's like, no, really, people, they're not coming back. Everything's cool. Everything's perfect. It's all over. It's all done. Somebody has to explain that the climax is over. Yeah. yeah. Someone has to explain Because it's it. unclear. <laughs> Edward has to be like, no, don't worry. They gave up. They walked away. And yeah, else, nothing's yeah, really, happening. They're not coming back. There's really nothing happening, fam. <laughs> Man. I really, oh. I misremembered this climax. I thought that, okay, so in the movie, we see Alice's vision. Right. Right. Right? I thought that what happened was in the book, Alice and Aro, like, touch hands and Aro, like, sees what will happen. Right. And, like, takes that and understands he's gonna die or, like, right. it won't and be then successful. He's like, Never mind. Yeah. And then he, like, talks a little more and is like, all right, well, we're out of here. No, I instead they, like, actually came to their happened. own conclusions about, uh, nope, the Cullens are chill. They're cool. We, we messed up. We change our minds. <laughs> It's just so interesting because I thought that the movie 
expanded upon what was in the book, but it's actually entirely it's, new. It's totally it's changed. It, totally yeah. different. I I honestly do not even remember. I mean, Alice must come with like Nahuel in the movie, right? It's not only her vision. Like, otherwise, there would no be idea. no reason for her to, like, leave and come back. So he must also be involved. But the thing that we all remember is the fight that doesn't happen. Right. Specifically, hold, the like, head. Carlisle's head. <laughs> Yeah, I remember. That moment was so wild. It was just like, this cannot, like, what is happening? Like, there's no way they changed the movie this much. Oh, no, that's too many people dying. This must be fake. <laughs> I really wish I could go back in time and, like, experience that moment. I don't think I've seen Breaking Dawn Part 2. If I have, I just forgot it. So I want to go back so I can, like, remember experiencing that in the theater. I mean, we do have to watch the the movies. I know we got to do the movies. Yeah. What if... Okay, so you know how we're going to go back and do Twilight again? What if we redid the Twilight commentary? (laughs) Because it's the same idea. You just always want to go back and do Twilight over Oh I mean, God. it's true, and also we had technical difficulties, which just killed me at the time. <laughs> we could do it again. Listen, I mean, we have this... a lot of movies to do already. Yes. <laughs> Maybe once we've watched also... Dawn Part 2, we're going to want to watch Twilight. That's what I'm saying. <laughs> it's a if-you-give-a-mouse-a-cookie kind of situation. <laughs> <laughs> then we're going to want to re-record New Moon. <laughs> I will not want to re-record new clips. And yeah, I don't think so. I will I not be down for that. <laughs> oh, also, once we learned that people listen to our movie commentary episode without putting on the movie <laughs> to watch along with us, that just makes me terrified of doing another one. Because then I know they're just listening to us, like, having weird Breathe pauses. on each other, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, you see, I loved that. That's so funny. <laughs> I love it. It's like, okay, uh, one time we were playing a board game and Scott put on this YouTube video that it's like seven hours long and it's mostly silent, except occasionally the silence is punctuated by the riff from bad to the bone. It'll be like, no, 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 or like whatever the riff is. <laughs> so you're playing the game and suddenly it's like, no, no, no. And you're like, oh, <laughs> scary. I feel like they're just walking around no, thank silent you. and then suddenly they hear us joking about Twilight. <laughs> I just ask. <laughs> All right, let's get to best sentence, worst sentence. I feel like I, I had a thought, I feel like I have literally I nothing. My best sentence is, I don't know what the fuck Marcus's deal is, but I want to know. <laughs> he, like, does not give a flying shit about anything, and we don't really ever get told why why is he even here if he doesn't give a fuck why did why did they even let him be there <laughs> unclear but you know. i do wonder if you tried to stay home and ara was like no we're all going even the come. wives are going <laughs> i just really want to know what's up with him okay wait no i think i have a best um <laughs> I liked just look at the witch's face, Stefan chortled. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> like, Jane they was were, so mad. They were rolled. Jane's real they mad. were so into how it was going down, and it was fun. It was fun to he- listen to their <laughs> perspective. Um, 
I don't know if this is really a best or worst, but I think it's funny, so I'm going to read it. It's a couple of sentences. This is when Edward realizes that Alice is coming back, but nobody else knows yet. Suddenly, Edward stiffened at my side. Yes, he hissed. I risked a glance at him. His face glowed with an expression of triumph that I didn't understand. It was the expression an angel of destruction might wear while the world burned. Beautiful and terrifying. I was like, is this, like, a little sexual? (laughs) (laughs) Suddenly, Edward stiffened and said yes. And his face was glowing. Wow. I mean, like a kind right, of incredible expression uh, that conveys both bad. pleasure and pain. <laughs> <laughs> wow, well, that's not. It's not where I went. Yeah, not where I, I went it. either. It's called close reading. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> Get an English degree. Okay. Also, I, I wanna. I think it's stupid that the girls aren't venomous either. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't talk about that. Um, Nahuel is venomous, and his sisters are not, and they're like, maybe it's gender, maybe it's just coincidence, but also Renesmee is not venomous. Totally like, random. Well, that's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> like she, of course, is like gentler and less gentle. I'm like, I'm pretty sure girl snakes are also venomous. So like, <laughs> fuck whatever this logic is right here. That's my worst sentence. <laughs> um. Okay. Here's my worst sentence. <clears throat> the triangular formation of the ancients finally broke apart when, with a racking groan. A deep, narrow fissure opened in a long zigzag across the middle of the clearing. I think it's a poor choice to make the second half of the sentence about the fissure. The action. That seems like a primary yeah. noticing kind of exciting right. thing. Right. Yeah. You're, you're, you're right. <laughs> but just it's kind of general, an afterthought here. <laughs> just in general, I don't like it when... The impetus for the action is described after the action. Yeah, sometimes it's confusing. I gasped when I saw her face was gone. Like, (laughs) sometimes it works. I mean, a lot of times it works, you know? But just, like, in general, I prefer. It's like, I saw her face was gone and I gasped. In that that specific instance, I actually think the first one was better. So that's a bad example, but whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Um... Okay, I also have my best. Go for it. Go. This is maybe one of the most specific descriptions of magic that we've gotten. Uh, This is when the mist of Mm -hmm, Alex's mm -hmm. power hits uh, Bella's little shieldy thing. I could taste it as soon as it touched my shield. It had a dense, sweet, cloying flavor. It made me remember dimly the numbness of Novocaine on my tongue. Remember when we were like, yeah. hey, what if she fucking described what it was like to have a shield? <laughs> that was interesting. She did it. That, that's it. <laughs> she did it. She used a sense. It was an unexpected sense. Great work. I liked it. Yeah, that was good. I'm going to choose my best as, um, so Aro, when he's like, I'm sorry to earn your disapproval, my dear friend. Perhaps in time you will forgive me. <laughs> and Carlisle responds, Perhaps, in time, if you prove a friend to us again. Woo! Like, can't you just see 
that Colin's getting into some kind of scrape in the future and them being like, you know what? What if we try to call on our favor from the Volturi? <laughs> Hello, Aro. Would you like to be friends again? Would you like to prove it? Nice. Handle this problem. Snap, snap, snap. Wow. Well, we have like one chapter right left, right? There's one left! One! Wait, sorry, I know I did a funny one, Annabeth, but I actually just found a worse. Okay. Go for it. Why don't you join us, Alice? Edward called loudly. Alice, as May whispered in shock. Alice! 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 Other voices murmured around me. Alice! Are breathed. <laughs> that reminds me of the. I don't remember which book it was. We named this episode after it when somebody walked into a house and said every single name of every single person <laughs> inside the house i think it's edward and he's like esme carlisle oh yeah rosalie Emmett, Bella. alice jasper <laughs> like that's not how you walk into your own home but okay <laughs> all right email us with questions comments uh freelance opportunities at <laughs> twilightbasedpodcast at gmail.com if you'd like to support us, check out patreon.com slash podcast and join the ranks of our wonderful patrons, Melina, Karen, Ed, Laura, Andrea, Leamy, Chance, Kings, Gambit, Miriam, Melissa, Rachel, Olivia, Sabine, Hannah, Madeline, and Elizabeth. Wow. You can follow us at twilight underscore phase on Twitter and Insta. Disclaimer, we own nothing. The Twilight Universe and all characters belong only to Stephanie Meyer. Please don't sue us. Don't do it. Audio editing by Olivia Valcarce. Cover image by Laura Shermer. Our theme music is written and performed by Adrian Mooring. We'll be back next week. We I will. For real. We, 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 no, we, we believe that. I, I must finish this book next week. If we <laughs> put this off any further, I will combust. I put it in my calendar. Okay. <laughs> Me too. Yeah, we will be back discussing on Monday, and you will hear from us on Saturday. <laughs> and if you don't like it, you can email us at twilightphasepodcast at gmail.com with freelance opportunities for Olivia Valcarce, and that'll really get back at us. Yeah! That'll really do it. You'll show us. <laughs>